Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Justin Charlton-Jones is an action coach based in North Buckinghamshire. He says that networking with other business owners is vital for his business, but he also has a great network within Action Coach too. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast, Justin. Well, I'm very, very pleased to be here, Liz. Thank you for inviting me. Now, on your LinkedIn profile, um, you describe yourself as a business growth specialist. Is business coaching something you've always done? What has your career path been to date? Uh, the, <laughs> the short answer to that is it hasn't always been something that I've done. Mm. Um, the long answer is that it's, it's nevertheless, it's not been dissimilar to what I've done in the past. So I had a, um, I, I had a, a slightly um, meandering career path uh, when I first left university and I ended up working in the city mm-hmm. uh, as an investment manager. And then uh, after uh, I, I stopped doing that, I moved on to marketing and uh, for financial services for high street bank i then moved into their market research team Um, but then having decided i didn't really want to work for a high street bank i moved across to market a a big uh, market research agency based up in warwick and then spent about 20 years uh, doing market research Mm. Um, but it, it, it wasn't it sort of sowed the seeds for what I do in terms of business coaching because the the type of research I was engaged in was was not the sort of the the social research that people often hear talked about in the news. Yeah. Um, it was very much focused on uh, large, um, usually business to consumer organisations, and I specialised in helping them to strengthen the relationship that they have with their audiences and their customers. Mm. So. For 20 odd years, all of the research I was doing was designed to help my clients to uh, optimize their their advertising and their marketing communications, to optimize the customer experience, the product experience. Uh, and it was about new concept, new idea development. So, so there was a theme of me working with businesses to help them to 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 improve and to grow, but but in very focused areas. Uh, and at the same time that I was doing this work with my clients, uh, I worked at a number of different companies and I was managing director of four different uh, independent research agencies. Um, and so I acquired, obviously, personal experience of running uh, running a company. Mm. Uh, I attended Cranfield School of Management uh, whilst I was doing one of the, those roles. And when I was looking to do something for myself, uh, I by sheer serendipity started talking to somebody about business coaching and suddenly realized that actually it fitted in extremely well with what I had been doing over the last 25 years in terms of running my own business and the experience or running other people's businesses for them. But the experiences that I'd gained from doing that, the experience of of helping my clients to grow their business through very specific areas. Um, But also, of course, having having run businesses, just the I I had experience of all the major functions within within a company from HR to accounts to sales to marketing to general management. And so all of these things rather, rather, rather neatly fell together. Mm. And I decided that actually business coaching was was an area where I could really take advantage of of the experience I acquired over the last 
25, 30 years, uh, and an area, frankly, where my, my, uh, my age would actually be a benefit rather than a disadvantage. <laughs> That's always a good thing, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yes. So how long have you been with, with Action Coach? Uh, I, I started with Action Coach uh, about two years ago. Uh, so yes, just 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 over two years now. So tell me uh, a bit more about Action Coach and, and how it works. So I believe you you look after a particular geographical area. Is is that right? Um, that's that's correct. So, the, but it's a little bit more it's a little bit more flexible mm-hmm. than that. So yes, as as a as an Action Coach, uh, most coaches have a specific territory, um, which is their their sort of primary area for for for, the, for our sales and marketing. Um, so I'm based in primarily in, in, in North Buckinghamshire. Um, but having said that, um, we are, you know, we, a lot of coaches, virtually every coach actually has clients who come from all over the country. Because although we don't market outside of our, our territories, if we come across people through our own, what we call circles of influence, mm-hmm. so through meetings, people that we happen to know already, people that we might get referred to, um, we we can still uh, work with 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 clients who are all over the country. So uh, so most most action coaches don't just have clients in their immediate territory. They actually have quite a broad uh, a, a broad geographic span because they've met people through uh, through networking or as I said through their own circles of influence. Yeah. And what was it um, that attracted you to Action Coach? I. I was very impressed, first of all, by the, um, the, the, the setup that they had, the, the, um, the, the, the strength of their, their systems. Um, and as I've looked into it more, because there's actually Action Coacher is keen to find the right people to join them as coaches, as I am to, as I was, to, 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 to make sure that it was going to be the right company for me. Yeah. So there was quite a long period of due diligence and they, they interviewed me several times. They took up references, uh, a lot of references, um, and I had the opportunity to find out more about them and to speak to a number of people who were also action coaches and to do my own research. And the more I looked at them, the more I, I felt that they actually had, first of all, uh, a very strong proposition um, but also the support that goes with it. And I, I often say to people that, that Action Coach is the most supportive business that I've ever worked in. Uh, and I'm including in that all the ones that I've run myself. Um, so there, there is a, the, the, we have a fantastic coaching community. So if I have a particular issue with a, that, that a client has raised with me and I'm, it's perhaps something that I, you know, I feel I could do with a bit of uh, external advice from somebody else on as well. That my own my own experience doesn't necessarily um, uh, sort of cover it. I can I can put something into our WhatsApp group, and within minutes I'll have responses from coaches all over the country, offering advice and help and support. Um, and then we have a phenomenal set of resources as well that are available to us online. So when I work with with my clients. Um, when any action coach works with their clients, really, we liken the uh, the, the sort of the, the, the model to a three-legged stool. So my clients obviously know their own business extremely well, and there's no way that I could ever replicate uh, the the level of, of, of knowledge that they have of, of their sector and of, and of their own company. Then I bring to it my own personal experience of running businesses, uh, and then 
behind that, uh, the third leg of the stool, are the resources that Action Coach has available globally. And we have literally thousands of strategies and ideas and tools that are available to us online uh, in, order to, uh, in order to assist our clients. And so I can very often just go and find things that I need um, at, at, at a couple of clicks of the mouse. Yeah. And, and who are your clients? What kinds of businesses do you work with? Uh, a very wide range. I, I, I don't think I have been in coaching long enough yet to really acquire a particular uh, specialism in terms of, of, of sectors or, or situations of business. Um, and so really my clients, as I said, are, are a very eclectic mix. Um, and you know, some of them are quite large companies turning over seven figures and with 20 plus employees. Uh, and at the other end of the spectrum, I work with, uh, with for, for want of a better word, one-man bands. Mm -hmm. So people who set up on their own. And the great thing about it, about the coaching programs that we have, is that we do have programs that are suitable for every every size of business. So I can work with 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 one-man bands at one end of the spectrum, doing our group coaching programs, and at the other end of the spectrum, I've got one-to-one -one coaching. Uh, which is the majority of my clients with 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 larger companies mm -hmm. but the interesting thing is that the only thing that all of these people have in common is attitude mm. so in order to work with with somebody um, as a coach clearly that person has to want to be coached yeah. and so typically my clients are people who know that they want to grow their business they're ambitious for their business but they're also sufficiently self-aware to realize that they probably need some help in order to actually push their business up to the next level. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they may well have, you know, have grown a business quite successfully and reached a certain point, but actually are finding it hard to then move it on to the next step. Uh, some of them are startups uh, and they need help at a, at a more sort of basic level. Um, and I have a couple of clients who actually need my help because they are growing so quickly that they're completely out of their comfort zone and, and they don't know what to do. But as I said, the one thing they all have in common is this, this, this attitude, this desire to grow and a willingness to make changes to their business and also to themselves, because it's, it's very uncommon for me to start working with a, a business owner and for the business owner to not be at least one part of the barriers to growth mm -hmm. within that business, simply because perhaps they have bad habits um, or because perhaps they just don't know about certain things that they they need to know about in order to in order to, to, to continue the growth curve. Yeah. And what sort of point in their business journey do you find that business owners come to you? Is there any kind of pattern to that? Um, well, as I just said, no, it's, it's, it's actually it, it varies hugely. The, the, the key thing is that they've they've come to the realisation that actually some help might be useful. Um, that's the only sort of commonality about the, 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 the journey. Um, but no, I have I have uh, I have businesses who are relatively new that are very small that only perhaps have one two three people in, um, and they obviously have a particular set of uh, of, of issues to, to contend with. Very often with those sorts of companies, it's all about really just generating a consistent cash flow yeah. to start with. Until they get the money into the business, there isn't really the opportunity to do very much else. So so we'll we'll focus very much there on on the basics, making sure that their financial reporting's up to date. They've got a plan. They're managing their time, and then the, and then that they've got a a a good sales and marketing uh, plan with relevant strategies that they can then implement to, uh, to to grow the business. Whereas at the other end of the spectrum, 
Um, I come across quite big companies. Um, they've got quite large teams and they very often have very different issues. So typically they've come to me because perhaps um, they might have issues with their team. Mm. They might be struggling to recruit the right people or to retain them. Uh, they might want help to, to really get the, the company culture and environment um, working for them so that their team is, is firing on all cylinders. Um, uh, I have other clients who come to me because they're specifically looking for an exit strategy. So mm. they've had their business for a number of years. They want to, they want to sell up, and, but they don't really know what to do. And they also are aware that actually they will achieve more value from the sale if they have managed to extract themselves from the business before it's sold. Because the, the, the key problem that many business owners have is that they create a business to which, of which they're an integral part. Yeah. And so one of the things that we try to do um, is to help people to create a business that works without them. Yes, yeah. And so, so for people who are looking for an exit strategy, it's all about making sure that the business is running as effectively and efficiently as possible and that they are not part, they are not an essential part of the day-to-day -day running of the business. So that if they were to sell it and to step back, the, the, the business would still have the same value to the new owner. Yes, yeah. Now you mentioned networking a few minutes ago. How, how important is networking for you and, and your business? Uh, it's, it's absolutely crucial for my business. Um, there are all sorts of, uh, uh, with, with having, having got a, a, a diploma in marketing many, many years ago, um, there are all sorts of models of how advertising and marketing work and how they influence people. These days, people, it's, it's, it's been sort of um, uh, uh, reduced to knowing, liking and trusting. Mm -hmm. People will do business with you when they know you, they like you and they trust you. And particularly for somebody like myself, a business coach, that trust is absolutely essential yeah. because people are not going to... Uh, start to to engage with me and, and in particular will not start to work with me uh, unless they they have a, a you know an implicit trust in my my ability to help them uh, and perhaps more importantly my ability not to not to make things worse than they are so so networking from from my perspective is is absolutely ideal because i i actually get to meet people face to face uh, sometimes it's on zoom but but very often it's face to face uh, but you actually get to spend time talking to people, um, having conversations, and just really starting to, to, to know that person better. Uh, and so from my perspective, um, anything that allows me to, to talk to people and for them to really see the real me mm -hmm. and what I do and to talk to me is, is, uh, is invaluable. And is networking something that you also encourage your clients to do? Absolutely, for, for exactly the same reason. Um, obviously, it, it depends to some degree on what their service is that they're offering or the product that they're selling. Um, but there are very few um, there are very few companies that wouldn't benefit from doing some form of networking. Um, and uh, uh, so I, I, I actively encourage that as a strategy with with most of my clients. Yeah. And what kinds of events do you, you like to attend? Are they in person? Are they online? Do you like to do a mixture of things? Um, I like a mix of things. Uh, I personally prefer the face-to-face -face meetings mm -hmm. simply because you can get to know somebody a lot more quickly and in a lot more depth um, as a result of a face-to-face -face meeting yeah. than you can do over, 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 a, over a computer, uh, a Zoom meeting, whatever it might happen to be. 
Um, but having said that, obviously, online meetings have, have masses of advantages in terms of time saving. So if I want to go to a to a face to face meeting, I might have to drive for anything from sort of half an hour to an hour to get there uh, and then come you know, and then drive back again. So uh, it, it, it's sometimes a lot more convenient to, to meet online. So most of most of my networking is a mixture. So I have a number of uh, networking events that I attend, which are almost exclusively online. Uh, and then I have a number of networking meetings and groups that I attend, which are um, almost exclusively face to face. How did you find things during the pandemic when there, when there wasn't that choice? Um, I think it was a massive learning curve. I, I mean, who, 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 who would have known two and a half years ago that so much business would be being done over Zoom meetings yeah, yeah. or Teams or whatever, um, whatever, as they say on the BBC, other, other networking um, <laughs> events uh, or systems are available. Um, yeah, it's it's it was a complete change, and I think uh, what was most re what was most um, encouraging about that period was the speed of of adaptation. Yeah. So the, um, the 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 speed at which people actually suddenly made that switch to um, to to online rather than face to face, and uh, you know and so 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 effectively that obviously for a lot of people they they simply haven't gone back mm -hmm. to face to face meetings. Do you have any top tips for networking that you'd like to share? Um, my top tip for networking is um, remember it's about them, not about you. Mm. So whilst obviously people do want to know what you do, they want to know a little bit about you, uh, the, best, the best approach in networking is to really get other people to talk about themselves and about their businesses yeah. and what they're doing. So so if I had any any, any suggestion, it is ask lots and lots of questions if you're if you're seriously about if you're serious about trying to make a uh, establish a relationship with somebody to build a connection with them um, the best thing you can do is ask them lots of questions and, and they'll get around to asking you questions as well but yes. you'll build their trust and their confidence um, and you'll understand more about them more quickly by asking them questions I think that's really good advice. So just finally then, Justin, if people want to find out more about you or about Action Coach, what's the best place for them to find you? Uh, well, the best place to look for me um, is either on LinkedIn, um, Justin Charlton-Jones. Uh, if you type that in, there's only one of me on LinkedIn, you will find me. Um, and then the, uh, the other way to find me is either through my website or through the Action Coach website. So if you go onto the Action Coach website, just type in Action Coach UK, it'll say find a coach. And again, if you just type my name in, it'll take you to a page, there's the option to type my name in, just type in Justin Charlton Jones and uh, I will appear. Or you can go to my, my personal website, this is for, for, for my, my, my business. Uh, and that is again, very simple. It's buckingham.actioncoach.co.uk. But uh, yeah, or just Google me, just search Justin Charlton-Jones and uh, I'll come up. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for being my guest today. And um, I hope to see you online at another networking event soon. Uh, I hope so too, Liz. And thank you very much for inviting me along today. And I look forward to, to catching up with you at, uh, at another event sometime soon. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.